it's like, why am I so lucky? It's kind of that mm-hmm. feeling. And, and the second part of that is an immense thankfulness that you want to give, but not with giving of something in return, but just mm-hmm. giving because you've been given so much. I think it's that kind of thankfulness that it's like, I see and I recognize how much I have been given. And in my thankfulness for that, I want to go and give in return. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have an award-winning author, artist, filmmaker, filmmaker, curator, and inspirational speaker. Her memoir, Expecting Sunshine, A Journey of Grief, Healing, and Pregnancy After Loss, was a Kirkus Best Book of 2017 and received many literary awards. Expecting Sunshine is also a highly acclaimed feature documentary film produced and directed by the author that was screened around the world in 2018 and 2019. And today we have her here with us and we will talk about many, many interesting things, including, of course, gratitude and um, maybe even uh, a little bit about the world of arts. Alexis Marie Chute is here with us and uh, I hope that I pronounced that correctly. (laughs) Yes, you did. Thank you for having me. My pleasure and thank you once again for for doing this in spite of um, being cold at the moment. All good. So uh, let's know a little bit more about you that uh, that I didn't mention. I'm I'm curious of, uh, on some details that you feel are very important about who you are that weren't in this short pre- presentation. Um, so I think that to describe myself, I've always been an artsy fartsy human, even since I was a little kid. Um, I was always drawing, writing, painting, making up plays. Um, And so for me, it's just a way of life. Uh, I live in snowy Canada. Uh, Right now we have a a cold warning in effect. So uh, in in Celsius, it's going to get down to minus 34 today. Um, And and yet I'm not a winter person. So I'm very (laughs) excited whenever I can travel to warm locations. Wow. That's, (laughs) That's very... Interesting. It's usually uh, when it comes to gratitude, we we sometimes need this contrasting experience of someone else uh, to to appreciate what we have. Like I, I thought that it was very. We had a very harsh winter here, but compared to what you have there, it's it's really like <laughs> some kind of summer. <laughs> yeah. What is your temperature today? Uh, let me check. I think it's about zero degrees. Uh, Celsius so it's like I said it's it's like summer here compared to there yeah. that, that's yes. that's doable I think I could do zero um 
but yeah, but you know, it's funny. So the way I keep gratitude in my heart during the cold winter. So right now I'm sitting at my office desk and I'm looking out into the beautiful winter scene. Uh, we back onto um, a bit of a pond area. And so wow. I'm really appreciative of the trees that I get to look at and the snowy scene. And yet I don't have to be outside. So <laughs> that, that's one way I'm very <laughs> grateful. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful that we have this kind of environment that's perfect for us inside, but we, but we can also enjoy the, uh, the beautiful sights that this weather actually um, gives us with. And um, I'm very curious about how you managed to, uh, to keep this. You mentioned that you were um, artsy since you were a child. And I think many of us have an inclination towards art one way or another when we were children. At least we liked to draw, for instance. Uh, but as we grew older, as we grew up and other things um, seem to be more important, we might have forgotten about this part. How did you manage, uh, manage to keep this a part of you and uh, keep that appreciation that uh, a child has? That's a really awesome question. I don't think I've ever been asked that. <sighs> oh, I think that I kept it through determination and stubbornness of my will. <laughs> um, I still remember, uh, like I went into university uh, after high school and I went into general arts and I was taking different things like psychology, uh, and anthropology, uh, and a little bit of art. And I just remember feeling so disillusioned in taking those other subjects. And I would work mm -hmm. summer jobs. I worked a summer job in a bank, uh, for example. And I remember they were trying to teach me something and I fell asleep while they were trying to teach me something. <laughs> so I really, I still remember very clearly the first summer while I was in university that I told my dad, okay, I'm not going to get a traditional summer job. I'm going to work as an artist this summer. And he lost it. He got <laughs> quite angry with me and because um, he it was he's very much like the traditional career kind of person. And so that summer I did a lot of like photography for hire and I did painting commissions. Uh, I don't know if I made a super load of money, but it was fulfilling and gratifying. And I ended up changing my major in university uh, to focus solely on fine art. So I did painting, photography, uh, creative writing. I just can't imagine trying to spend my, my life and my time doing anything else. And I think I'm probably very poor at doing other things. So maybe it's, <laughs> um, it's good that I'm trying to make this work. Like for example, math, me and math just do not get along. So um, I think I'm just one of those people. I, when I find something I love, I need to put my whole heart into it and do it with, with my time, my talent uh, and my attention and at the same time, I do think that there are many people who they don't need to do art full time. Like you can be an accountant and and have a, a great appreciation for theater and even take an acting class on the side. You know, I think I'm a all or nothing kind of person, but there's lots of uh, gradients to the rainbow. Right. So um, I just think it's very important that everybody keep creativity in their life in some form and even people who think they're not creative I've argued with people who are like 
for example, the accountant, oh, I'm not creative. And I'm like, to be able to do with numbers what you do, that's actually very creative and uh, a creative way of uh, problem solving. So I think for all of us, just embracing um, that childlike part of us and continuing to follow our curiosities, even around our full-time jobs, is very important. Yeah, it's it's exactly what uh, Elizabeth Gilbert was saying in Big Magic. I, I just read the book and um, she was saying exactly that, that it's important to... To, ma- to manifest that creative uh, side of us and to keep creating. Um, but also not not put put it on the art to, to make sure that uh, it feeds you and not put, putting that kind of pressure on, on yourself to be creative and to do stuff that actually earns money and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a hard balance when when art becomes a job, which it is for me. So I definitely have to try to keep um, some things to myself. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to, this is one of my New Year's resolutions this year, is to try to keep a sketchbook. And that's something that's not for work. It's just mm-hmm. pure pleasure and creativity in the moment. And so, yeah, making sure that we don't too closely associate money and art that that is a powerful lesson to learn yeah definitely definitely but let's get a little bit back to um to gratitude even though i i feel that art has a lot to do with gratitude because like you said um art isn't that much about the money it's much more about creating and and appreciating something and uh, putting that appreciation into a a type of art of, of like photography or painting or something like this and managing to to get the 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 most beautiful things out of uh, our our experience and um but let's let's go into another direction a little bit so you had a really um challenging experience a few years ago um when before uh, writing um expecting sunshine can you tell us a little bit about that period and uh, how you feel gratitude has helped you um go through that easier and get back um to being more positive absolutely so it was about 9 years ago um i was pregnant with my second child and we found out partway through the pregnancy that he had a large uh, tumor around his heart. Uh, this is our son, who we named Zachary. And oh, my husband and I, we went through about six weeks of testing and d- being at the hospital every day, trying to find a way to save uh, our baby. And in the end, there was nothing we could do. Um, Zachary passed away just a few moments after he was born. And that day was like a marker in the ground for me. Uh, I ceased to be one person. And from that point on, I became someone different. And for a long time, I didn't know who I was. I lost myself. Um, I felt like my one job as a mother was to protect and keep my child safe. And 
you know, even though it's not totally rational, like I, I felt like I should have been able to save my baby and I couldn't. Um, and I didn't think I was going to be grateful or happy or anything ever again. Um, I was really just absolutely devastated, devastated and heartbroken. And it took quite some time. I call the first year after uh, our loss of Zachary, my year of distraction. And in that time, I did everything but grieve, everything but confront uh, the really deep pain that I was feeling. Um, so I worked, I worked like crazy <laughs> every hour of the day I filled with work or taking care of our um, one living child named Hannah. And it wasn't until about a year after that I got pregnant with um, what would be my third child that I slowed down and realized if I didn't intentionally confront this grief and and feel all the feelings and walk with it and process this sorrow, I was literally going to carry it forever in my life. And I just, I had to make the decision that I didn't want that for myself and I didn't want that for my family. And so I did intentional grief work. I journaled, um, I spent time with a counselor. I tried meditation, which <laughs> my first time lasted about 15 seconds. Um, <laughs> but I, I really tried to allow that experience to become something positive in my life instead of something that was an ugly scar that I just wore and defined uh, who I was. And very slowly, I think I rediscovered gratitude. Uh, when I look back on that terrible day that we lost Zachary, I now can see that there were some beautiful um, miracles in it for me that I am so grateful for. So doctors had predicted that Zachary would be stillborn because of this large tumor. He was basically having heart failure while he was still inside of me. And yet he was born alive and he lived just a few minutes outside of the womb and he moved a little bit in my arms. So for me, like that one thing I'm so grateful for. And I'm also thankful that um, my daughter, Hannah, who was, uh, she was about one at the time, uh, she got to meet Zachary. She's now 10 and it's very funny because she feels very proud that she's the only sibling that has got to meet Zachary. Um, <laughs> so it's just like little things that I'm, I'm very grateful for. When I look back, it was a time where all of our family came together at the hospital. We had a pastor come and dedicate Zachary. I do have some lovely pictures that a photographer from Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep came and took during um, the few hours that we were together. So there's different, different things that I look back on. And, and now, when I think about who I am today, oh, I am so grateful for Zachary's short life. I wouldn't change it. I, like, I wouldn't take it away, that experience with him. I would change it so he was alive if I could, but I know and now see that I'm stronger and more brave because of him. I'm more compassionate and empathetic because of him. Our family has been through so much with that experience that I do think we're stronger together. Um, and even my children, like my living children, I've now had 
um, two more sons since having Zachary. So I have three living children and they are very compassionate little people. Like we uh, talk about loss. We talk about Zachary. It's even kind of funny. Sometimes like Zachary will be the tiebreaker. You know, we're like debating what movie to watch on movie night and the boys are like, oh, Zachary votes our way. <laughs> so it's just, it's, I think that being open with our kids has really been a helpful healing um, action for them in their lives as well. So I think that that's all we can do after we face really devastating situations is we have that choice. Do we let it scar us forever or do we let it define um, in a positive way, the people that we will choose to become tomorrow and then the next day and the next day after that. Exactly, exactly. And I think in, in your situation, even more so when, when you're a parent and you're teaching your children to um, to appreciate life. And even though it was a short life to to appreciate the fact that they they had um another sibling and just the fact that you are still a family and you you appreciate even the short existence and i think that's that's amazing and very inspiring for for all of us and it it makes us think about our life as well and about the fact that we we are fortunate to to have all of this time and possibly a lot of time ahead of us and yeah i think i think it's it's a really beautiful way of of uh, taking this in and of actually making this a a way of teaching your children i i love it and i i think it's amazing what you're doing well, thank you yeah so um what I also wanted to, to, to get to is how how do you see uh, art like in relation to gratitude? Do you feel that, um, like for instance, when you are inspired to create something, do you feel that there is gratitude there? Oh, absolutely. I think that, I hope everybody has had that feeling where when you're working on something, whatever it might be, and you kind of have a breakthrough and it's like you're working fast and you're creating and your mind is buzzing. For me, that is like the highest form of art making. When I'm, when I'm in the state and I'm creating something and it's just everything is clicking. For me, that is like the best feeling in the entire world. And, and it's in those moments that I feel so grat grateful that I'm able to do what I love and that I've discovered this. I think some people spend a lot of time searching for like, what is my thing? What is my like calling? What is my one uh, idea or dream or whatever that's going to guide my life? And we can go crazy looking for that thing. But I think it's like when we just buckle down and we're working on whatever it might be, and we're just grateful and we're in the flow of that moment. Like that's, that's our calling. I think sometimes we make too big of a emphasis on trying to find this one like life's work. And 
really it can be anything we're doing with all of our heart. And that really inspires me. So sometimes it's like, for me, it's when I'm writing and the, the writing is going really well and, and ideas are popping into my head. Um, or even when I'm parenting and, you know, I, the world feels really busy sometimes when you have three kids and everybody's got activities and everybody wants to do different things at the same time. And then kids are fighting. And sometimes it's in those moments where I'm just like, I somehow can create peace in my home environment by oh, giving a hug or anticipating that somebody needs a snack or like little things. I can just feel um, like when I come alive in these little moments and even when I'm talking to people sometimes, like I find that I'm very sensitive to other people and, you know, I can sense when sometimes people are feeling down or when they're feeling um, distracted or something. And when I'm able to just offer a little word of encouragement to those people, to me, that's creativity. And in those moments, I feel most alive and I feel most grateful that even just these small little moments can make a difference in the big scheme of things. That's so true. That's so true. And I love the fact that you've actually um, made us look outside the box and um, realize that <clears throat> creativity can actually manifest itself or um, and also the meaning of life can be very different for um compared to what we are usually taught that it is and i think that's that's very powerful and very interesting but i also wanted to get to something else and i'm really curious on how you define gratitude like what is gratitude for you if you would have okay um first if you could um describe it in words and afterwards if you have like an image or something that um, you think would be representative of gratitude. Oh, interesting. Okay. To, des to describe gratitude in words, oh, I would have to say that in the moments that I feel gratitude, it's encompassing of many things. Number one, probably I feel humbled to be able to receive something so, so good and, and, and beautiful, whether it's, I feel grateful um, for having ch my children who are absolutely amazing, or I feel grateful for being able to do creative work all day. Uh, it's just humbled. And, then, and when I say humbled, I, I feel like, it's like, why am I so lucky? It's kind of that mm -hmm. feeling. And, and the second part of that is, an immense thankfulness that you know when you are you want to give but not with giving of something in return but just mm -hmm. giving because you've been given so much I think it's that kind of thankfulness that it's like I see and I recognize how much I have been given and in my thankfulness for that I want to go and give in return um, so for example, I'm in, I'm in Canada. So we've got Tim Hortons, uh, you know, the donut coffee shop everywhere. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tim Hortons. Do you know Tim Hortons? Um, to be honest, no. <laughs> okay. That's okay. 
So it's kind of like a Canadian staple of uh, coffee and donut shop. But we have these drive throughs And so you, you drive through with your car and you put your order in and you pick up your stuff. And um, this is like kind of a perfect example to me of what gratitude is. So one time I drove up to the window. I can't even remember what I ordered, but I went to pay. And the person at the window said, oh, don't worry. The person ahead of you paid for your food. They just wanted to do something nice, like a random act of kindness. Wow. And, in, and yeah, and in that moment, I felt, oh my goodness. Like, number one, like I said, the humbled, like, oh, why me? How come I got to be so lucky? And then the second part of gratitude, the thankfulness. So I chose to then pay for the food of the person behind me. Mm. That thankfulness became a, an action of then passing on the goodness that I felt and experienced. So to me, the gratitude is, it's a feeling, but it's also an action. It's, it's a, a way of life. Um, and so I think that if we can think about life like that, like the analogy of going through the drive through window, and if we can all, it doesn't have to be money, but if we can all think about accepting um, the beautiful things that other people do for us and then taking that and passing it on in a spirit of not asking for something in return, um, that can be beautiful and powerful. So maybe um, I think the drive-through window, you know, paying it forward idea is a beautiful um, analogy for gratitude. (sighs) And in terms of maybe an artistic image, I think maybe somebody standing with uh, an open hand. Like if I was to picture uh, a painting of someone standing with open hands and it's an act of surrender and openness to life and openness to receive and then to give an openness to embrace. Um, I really, I love that that visual picture of somebody with an open hand, open hands, open arms. Um, I think that's a beautiful uh, image. And if we can all live like that, maybe there'd be less wars. Maybe there'd be less political fighting. Who knows, right? If we could live uh, in that state of gratitude and love for other people, that would be powerful and it would change the world. Exactly. I believe, I believe that as well. And I'm, very excited about um, the image also i love the story that you that you mentioned it's really really beautiful and yeah when you're grateful you you are more generous you think about how uh, blessed you are and you want others to feel that way too you want others to feel blessed as well and it's it's a really beautiful feeling and the image is very evocative like I could see myself in being that person and um, feeling how it feels to be with my arms open and being grateful and um, generous, but also receiving of uh, the blessings that that I have been given. And um, since we're nearing the end of our time together, I wanted to ask you, who are a few people in your life that you are grateful for that you would like to mention that had an impact on who you are today? Oh, that's an easy one. The first person is my mom. She is literally uh, the kind of person that 
if you need a shirt, she will take it off her back. I've had her do that to me. I'll say, oh, mom, I really love your blouse today. And she will literally take it off and give it to me. <laughs> standing there, you know, we're, we're comfortable with each other. She'll be standing there in her bra. But it's just like, she will literally, I don't think there's many people in this world who will literally take their shirt off their back and give it to somebody. But that's how generous she is. And like, I, I just, I've never met anybody more generous um, than my mother. And she really has taught me oh, so much about business and life and believing in myself. Um, we don't always get along, but she is still one of my greatest cheerleaders. Um, she's taught me so much about life. So I'm, I'm so grateful for her. And also my husband, um, I do struggle with depression and yet he is somebody who's always immensely compassionate and he really, um, when I'm feeling down, he strives to, to lift me up whichever way um, he can figure it out and, and he doesn't stop until he figures it out. And so for him, I'm so grateful. And also my children, uh, like I, you know, I'm sure every parent is like, I'm so grateful for my children, but truly they are the joys um, of my life. And, and every day, even when we're having tough days, because parenting is the hardest thing <laughs> I've ever had to do in my entire life. I'm just so grateful because they are treasures. They're three little avid readers. They're perceptive. They're smart. They're thoughtful. Sometimes they're evil, but for the most part, like we are, um, you know, we play games together and we read books together and we like to go on adventures. I'm just thankful that I have these people in my life um, because without them, you know, no amount of work or um, homes or any of the material things, none of it would matter if I couldn't spend uh, my days with them. So I, like, for my family, I'm just beyond grateful. Hmm. That's so true. That's so true. And yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense because there are many people that have them, have it all, like have all of the money, all of the objects, but if they don't have someone to share them with and to experience life with, they feel empty. So yeah, you're, you're totally right. And I loved how, how you express your gratitude for, for the people in your life. So um, I know that you're not, um, not just the author of one book, but you have a few other books and also um, you have done many, many interesting things. Where can our audience find you? Where can our audience get in touch with you and uh, get the books? Yeah, absolutely. So on top of Expecting Sunshine, I'm also two-thirds of the way through releasing a fantasy trilogy. It's called the Eighth Island Trilogy, and the books are called Above the Star, Below the Moon, and Inside the Sun. Inside the Sun is coming out April 2020, so just a few months from now, which <laughs> seems like it's so close. Um, but I also make artwork, I make films. So for all of, uh, for info about all of the different things I do, people can go to my website, which is Alexis Marie Chute, spelled C-H-U-T-E dot com. So A-L-E-X-I-S-M-A-R-I-E-C-H-U-T-E dot com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram uh, at Alexis Marie Chute. Um, I'm on Twitter, underscore Alexis, underscore Marie. 
um, I'm on Facebook as well. People can find me in these places. And I'd really love to connect with our listeners. That'd be awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for, for your time and for doing this. Like I said in the beginning, in spite of the cold and for sharing so many amazing stories and beautiful insights with us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I didn't sneeze, so that's positive. We made it through the interview without sneezing. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. Thank you. My pleasure. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.